Today's anecdotal experience is sponsored by the Affordable Care Act. Power to the people. Obama 2020. Obama 2024. Obama for life. Then Malia Obama for president. Let's start the revolution right here on the dot and take it to the nation. It's the Anecdotal Experience Podcast. I had a ton, people, a lot of people listened last week. That's my cat. She's back. She thinks I'm talking to her. Today's guest, VA Bennett, back on the podcast. Listen to VA's first episode. Man, it is epic. It's one of the most listened to episodes. Dude got a DUI and tried to run from the law. He tried to escape his problems. Go listen to his episode. Uh, today's is a shorty. We're talking about a creative project he did. He wrote a short film, and it is amazing. I'm going to put the access code to the short film so you can got, you guys can see it. It's amazing. You got to see it. I hope we can get access to it. I'm going to put it in the description so you can check it out. But we talk about the today. Getting a project done and what it means to you when it becomes something bigger than you. And you get to work on it with other people and just... See it come to life. Do your projects. Make it happen for yourself. Stop talking about ideas. Let's do this with VA. Hello. VA Bennett. What's up, man? Not much, man. Uh, Just uh, charging my phone. Waiting for this call. That's what's up. How you living, dude? Where you at? I'm at home right now. Uh, a lot safer environment than last time I tried to talk to you. Okay, we got to <laughs> talk about the last time we tried to do this podcast. What what happened, yeah. dude? What happened? Yeah, because um, I called I you and you were, you, were, you were out of your mind, dude. Yeah, I was. I was. Um, and I apologize for that. I admit that I had maybe taken things a little too hard, I guess. Well, um, were you? I was. Yeah, go ahead. Well, what happened was, okay, I was, um, I was off work all day and I was bored. And so I went to go uh, meet up with a friend for lunch, knowing that I had to talk to you later. Okay. And the lunch I forgot to eat, I guess. <laughs> and I ended up drinking a lot more than I ate. And I just, uh, I don't know, my, my brain turned into mush, and it was bad, and it was negligent on my part, and I do apologize for that. All good, dude. You're, hey, if you're still thinking about it, don't worry about it, man. I was just curious. I thought, you know what my original thought was? I thought that you talking about what we're going to talk about, you, like, wanted to get drunk for it, and you were, like, too nervous to talk about it. Oh, no, I wish it were that simple. Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, are you, uh, all right. Well then to get into it, you sent me a short film. I know it's not out yet, but, uh, it was really good. And, but it was from, I could tell it's kind of a story. It's kind it's a dark story and it was really good. You're a really great actor. And I could totally tell when I was watching it that, you were so into it. If you want to, I'm. I really want people to be able to see it because I could tell. This is this guy wrote this, and he has been thinking about this for a long time. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, you're not you're not wrong about anything that you just said. And what I will also say to preface this while we're getting into this is um for anybody listening to this, like as a little Easter egg, like if you have some show notes or something, I'd be willing to give a link and a uh, password to it. Oh, then I'll put it on the Facebook post, man. I want, yeah, people got to see this, dude. Yeah, but thank you. Thank you for one. Thank you for taking the time to watch it, and I'm happy you enjoyed it. I did. I I really, I'm not even saying, like I watch everyone's stuff to support them and give them feedback, but I'm telling you uh, that it was about, what is it, 13 minutes? Yeah. yeah, yeah. With credits about thirteen, it's probably like eleven of actual action. Yeah, and I was enthralled, man. Awesome. So, Thank you, and I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. Like for real. It's it's a <laughs> so to me it's it's about it's about I mean it's it's kind of a typical story, but what I think mm-hmm. gives it the emotional grounding is your sincerity in it. Do you wanna do you wanna describe what the plot is? For us? Yeah, yeah. I'll give us a synopsis real quick. Uh, it's basically the story of a. Uh, I hear some feedback. Is that just me? Oh, you're good. Here, I'll see. All right, cool. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter to me if it doesn't matter to you. Nope, we're good. All right. Uh, anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, it's the story about a guy who is basically like best friends with this girl that he's uh, head over heels in love with, but he's never really. Uh, had the grapefruits to let her know how he actually feels. And he sees her go through like all these meaningless relationships and he kind of just sits back and he thinks that one day she's going to realize the things that he's never said to her. And, uh, that goes on for a while. And then eventually she meets a guy who's, you know, he thinks it's going to be, you know, par for the course, but she ends up, uh, like falling in love with him for real. And, uh, the guy asks, her to uh, marry him and she said yes which was you know crushing enough for the main character right but then uh, the girl goes as far as to ask the dude to be her maid of honor right because you know she valued him that much as a close personal friend and it kind of sets him down a very very dark path and uh, his love turns into anger and hatred yeah you don't have to give it the you don't have to give the ending away yeah but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. That, that's a, that's enough of it yeah yeah that's it's that like un. it's not even like unrequited love because the interesting part of the story it's not like he never he never tells the girl how he feels you know so that's right. what i found yeah. kind of interesting it's like it's not like unrequited love because it's just you're it's you're watching a guy in his inner turmoil with himself. Right. So the turmoil that he's never even discussed with this chick who is his everything. It is, yeah. The way you describe it, the way this guy is describing it is he lives he lives for this woman. You I think you even say that. It's just like yeah. this this is his life, this is his yeah. joy, is this woman. I wanted to let Mackenzie know that she'd become the sole reason for my existence, I think right. was the actual one. Yeah. Which is yeah. pretty insane, dude. Yeah. So where did where did this idea and, come from, man? What was the what was the inspiration behind it? All right. Well, I'll tell you why I wrote it first. Yeah, sure. Uh, it was for a, a college class back in like 2007, like some screenwriting class. Uh huh. It was uh, originally written as like a one man play. Okay. And uh, I honestly forgot that it was due. 
until like the day of. Okay. So I showed up like two hours before class and I was just like in the library and I had to pound something out. And for some reason, that's what came to me. Interesting. So I went to class where they turned it in. Next class, the teacher asked me to read it out loud. And um, on the way out, she grabbed me by the shoulder. She goes, hey, you should do something with this. And I was like, uh, okay. And I didn't really know what I could do with it or you know what was possible. I didn't do comedy. I wasn't acting or anything like that right. at the time. So I just like, I shelved it and I saved it. And then I ran into a studio that I did that movie with. I was talking to you about last time we were on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, so they gave me an avenue to do it. Um, so you pulled it out of your ass. But this is a, yeah. And that, that's what kind of like bothers me about myself is because that came out quickly. Like it was, it was no problem to write. So I guess there have been things like spinning in my brain for a while that I hadn't gotten out on paper. Interesting. So, you, you know, yeah. Did you, I don't know. Do you think you kind of, as a person, do you feel like you need, you need that deadline? You need that, um, what is it? That threat of failure? Like, do you, do you need that to come up with your best stuff? Do you think that's true? I mean, uh, one of my friends used to say, uh, pressure creates diamonds, right? Yeah, dude. So it maybe has something to do with that. But when I delve deeper into it, the fact that, like, I know how the story turned out. Right. And it is fucked up. I'll say that. Yeah. But the fact that I was able to just, like, take that off my hip in a second and just make it so cohesive, you know? So maybe there was something deeper in me that I wasn't fucking thinking about. <laughs> well, I yeah. was thinking about it. I just wasn't, like, you know, addressing. Does that make sense? Yeah, do where do you think it came from? Because it's a, I mean, it's a, I don't know. Did it? Do you think? Have you thought about that later after you wrote it? Because you know, it's been eleven yeah. years. Like, where did where did that inspiration come from? Where was that laying? I mean, I think it's mostly based in truth. Um, I think that the actions that the character took are, you know, are way out of line. Obviously, and that's something that that I would actually do. But it's a pretty good representation of how that sort of situation would make somebody feel. Yes. It's yes. hyperbole, you know? And um, there have been many times, like, I'm not the same person I am now as when I wrote it. But there were times where I was afraid to, like, let girls know how I actually felt about them. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It, it just blossomed into something gruesome yet beautiful, I guess. Yeah, because I think... I mean, it's dark, dude. I mean, we're going to, you know, I'll put something on the face. I'll, I'll probably yeah. say something in the beginning. Like, hey, maybe just go watch this real yeah. quick and then hear us talk about it. But, um, yeah, it is. It's to me when I watched it, I'm I'm like I'm screaming at the main character and I'm saying it's it's you, man. You are you are projecting your own self-hatred on these people and because of yeah. your fear and i think that's kind of the it's almost like a romeo and juliet type story cuz it's just like dude you just need to love yourself and you need to be you know okay with who you are and okay with rejection it's it has nothing to do with these other people and i i that's what i found really interesting about it cuz even the guy you know the guy just seems oblivious to the fact that he's he's not he's not the victim or maybe he does know he's the victim but it's it's like dude you were you need to address this man 
Right. Uh, and nobody is like, it's funny because the people that the main character tries to make out to be the bad people have done literally nothing wrong at all. No. No, Not they a single haven't. freaking thing. They've like been, I mean. Like even, even the guy that she got engaged to, like he invited him to the parties and all that stuff, you know, and he wasn't, he wasn't a dick to him or anything like that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think. And it's, you're right, it's about uh, the main character looking at, uh, looking at himself. Yeah, man. It's cool because it's, uh, it's that like obliviousness to the world around you and self victimization. I think it's, uh, I think it's pretty interesting, dude. You- uh, one thing that somebody told me after they watched it, which I thought was also kind of interesting, is like, uh, no matter who you are, if you watch it, you can kind of relate to any of those characters. Yeah, because like I feel like at any point I've been that guy, or I've been Mackenzie, or I've been the fiance, you know. Like oblivious to somebody else around me, or oblivious to myself, or you know, afraid. You know, I do. You can for real be anybody. Yeah, you can. I mean, we've all been everyone. I think that's interesting too, dude. I want to talk about that. I think that's a funny thing. Is what about this, dude? Just to like branch off, it's that idea. Like, let's take it from the Mackenzie, the girl's perspective, and to. Clear people up, obviously this guy, the main character is in love with this girl, Mackenzie. And we all, this is an idea I think about all the time. We We all have a standard of people we will date and who we think we deserve, you know? And, yeah. and it's yeah. funny because I'll see people, they'll say, why won't this person date me? And meanwhile, this other person will be expressing interest in them and they're like, no, I'm not into that. I don't want them. I'm not interested in them. You know, so everyone is everyone's Mackenzie. You know, everyone has this chain of a girl or a guy they're seeking after that they want. They think, oh, if I could only date them. Meanwhile, that person's daydreaming about someone else and sees the other person as a friend. So we all kind of have this like, I'm shooting for this person. But the only person interested in me is someone that I honestly think I'm better than. Right. Is that something yeah. you've like thought about? It's something I think about all the time. Yeah, I think a lot of people do. And um, I think that the, the character's motivation and not saying anything to Mackenzie at first was that he thought that she would just be on the level and understand it on her own eventually, you know? Right. Without him having to like just put it flat out like that. And he thought like she would have like a shock and realization like, you know what? You know? Yeah. But it doesn't always happen like that. It doesn't. Yeah, and I think it's um it's like it's a lesson also in be honest, be communicate with people, say how you feel, be honest with your own emotions to yourself, and be honest with your own emotions to other people. I'm happy to hear you say that because the like the more I looked at it and watched it, that's what I came away with too. Yeah, it's more. He could have avoided a whole lot of shit if he was just honest, you know, and forthright from the beginning. Yeah. Maybe not even the beginning, but before it became too late. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, communication, dude. Being like being self-confident enough to express yourself and communicate your feelings to other people. Because when you when you sit on them and you fester on them, it doesn't help anyone. No, I mean, then it builds up into something a lot bigger than it ever had to be. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Like it's, uh, you know, like a stitch in time saves nine, right? What? Wait, what is that saying? A stitch in time saves nine. Is Ben Franklin? What are you saying? About it? Think about it this way: like if you have a pair of pants, right, yeah. and there's like a little hole in the knee, you can fix it right away, or you can keep wearing them until you find the time to fix it. But you put these pants on a couple more times, and maybe your toe catches in the hole, and it rips it a little more. Yeah. But you still don't fix it. And you wear them again, and you put your foot in again, your toe catches, it rips it more, rips it more, rips it more. And then after a while, if you don't fix it, you can't wear the fucking pants anymore. Yeah. Yeah, you got to stay on it, dude. You got to stay yeah. stitching, dude. Yeah, or strike while the iron's hot, at least, you know. Yeah, man. Like, as soon as you see the problem, let it be known. Yeah. Well, cool, man. What else? Is there anything else that you want to say about this short film? Anything that you want to say? Hey, people, you got to know. This is kind of what I was going for. This is how I... I mean, you can even say, hey, it's up to your own interpretation of it. But um, anything else that... Any idea you were trying to convey by this short film? Um, I think that you pretty much hit the nail on the head when you were talking about just like being honest about things like as soon as they happen and then, and like not festering on stuff, not letting them bubble up, you know? Yeah. And then, and, uh, yeah, go ahead. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I just think that it's, it's, it's weird to try to classify people in general, if this makes sense. And this can kind of like carry over into kind of what's going on with the world and just like today overall. Okay. Like, cause like in this main character's head, like this Chuck dude is a villain and then eventually McKinsey becomes a villain. Right. But it's nothing that they did to him personally to make him feel the way that he felt. It was all in his, in his head. Right. So I guess if anything, like just sit back and try to take things as, you know, objectively as you can. Dude. Keep an eye on it. And, and, I don't know. No, I love that. Does that dude. Make sense? I think about that all the time. I have that in my own life so much. I think, oh, this person's being condescending to me. Oh, this person's not considering me. This person's like, they're being, they're my enemy. I don't like them. They're doing this to me. And then if I really sit back and think about it, I'm like, oh, no, they're just being themselves and I'm interpreting it this way. No one has it out for me. No one. They have their own shit right. going on. They're not trying to attack me. They're not trying to belittle me. They're just but living their lives. Like you let it feel that way. Exactly. It's all in my own head. Yep. Yeah, man. Well, I do want to talk to you about like the process, man. Like, how long had you been thinking about getting this done? Like, had you been thinking about it all eleven years in between the actual writing of the script and then the production? And because it seems well, like I mean, very, not... yeah, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. It seems very premeditated. When I watch it, I'm like, wow, dude, this seems, it, it doesn't seem hastily put together. Like the um, the cutaways just seem like, yeah. oh man, like your acting in it is really good. Like the way you react to things, it's just, it's fun to watch, man. Yeah, and like, I was worried about it at first because I knew that like I'm the only voice in the whole thing. Right. I was like, I hope people aren't going to get bored by like just one dude talking you know, over and over again. Not so at all. Props to Studio 605 for that because they're the ones that cut it and did like all those scenes you're talking about. Yeah. 
Because like when I wrote it, I didn't have any of those cutaway things in mind. Oh, okay. But because right, it was on stage. I worked with my friend, and he read it, and he he put that stuff in, and he showed it to me. I was like, okay, thank you. That's exactly what I was picturing in my head, but I didn't know how to say it, you know? Right. Which was good, because that made me think that the story resonated. Yep. You know? Yeah, because you had that collaboration but, uh, with another person to say, hey, I see your vision. I see what you want to do. What if we did this as well? What if we did these cutaways to this and that? Yeah. And everything you did, I was like, I just completely in accordance with it. It's like, all right, yes, do that. Do more of that. Yeah. You know, it was cool. But uh, yeah, as far as like thinking about it, um, I really always, like acting is my first love. Okay. Like, you know, comedy is great, but acting is always my, my first love. And I didn't really think that I would have an opportunity to get into it. Yeah. So... I did uh, that horror movie with him, and then that's when I just showed them this script. And um, I hadn't been thinking about it too long, but it was always in the back of my brain, just sitting there. I knew that I had it. I was sitting on it. I didn't know if I could ever do anything with it, but I just knew that I had it. So after I did the movie with them, and they enjoyed working with me, I said, hey, listen, just look at this, and uh, tell me what you think. And that's they're like, hey, can we please make this? That's awesome, man. I was like, yeah, it's like, the passion project that just came to life. Funny yeah. thing about it is at first, uh, like the guy, like I said, I wrote in 07, so I was imagining the character to be younger than me. And okay. I was trying to tell them, I was like, well, we should find a person to play the lead that's this or this or this or this. Right. But they do the director. He's like, no, sorry. You wrote these words. You have to deliver them. Yeah, you did. You did. And that's why I came off so fluid, I think. And I also like the fact, I like the fact that you're older in the script. People got to watch this, but I like the fact that you're, you know, in your thirties and you're talking about this because I think it even resonates more and like less of a Romeo and Julia thing and more as like, dude, this guy's an adult and this is what he's going through. This is his experience so far in his life that you're so invested in this woman. And now this, you know, everything that you've lived for is coming to a close. I, I think it makes it even more powerful, the fact that you're not 22, you know? Yeah, and it shows like a, a visual passage of time, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's sick. But like you said, like, I, I feel we're talking about it this much because like, if somebody's listening to this podcast right now and they haven't seen it, we're going to sound like we're just talking out of the ass. No, they'll understand though. I mean, they'll. I mean, we've done a pretty good job of exposition of what's actually going on in the story. But yeah, and all the more reason to listen to it. Sometimes I like listening to things that I haven't seen and then going back and watching them. So yeah, yeah, I feel it. What's Very uh, cool. you uh? So I okay. So acting's your acting's your first love, huh? Yeah, I mean, I did it a lot in high school and stuff. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Well, I had a paid acting gig with this Christian youth convention too. Nice. Nice. Yeah, no, it, it seems when I watched that video, I was like, Oh dude, this is my genuinely not trying to butter you up. Cause that's not my style. If I don't think something's good, I'll tell you. But like, yeah. it was weird to me. Cause when I watched it, I was like, Oh, VA is an actor. It was like watching you do that. I'm like, Oh no, he's, he's done this before and he knows what he's doing. And I'm buying it. Like I know this guy, but I'm buying, I'm buying it, man. I'm invested, 
and I understand. So what really stuck out to me is like, oh, I didn't know VA was like a legit actor, man. <laughs> That's awesome to hear. I appreciate that. Um, but I mean, I just, I hate watching movies, like especially like independent movies where you could tell like the people just like aren't fucking into it. Right. You know? Yeah. So I wanted to try to just, you know, just feel like, and like, you know, because this is my story in a really weird roundabout way. Yeah. So it was easy to feel. And I, I don't know. Well, what's, uh, what's next for yeah, you, but, man? In the, uh, in the what? production route, what are you, what are you trying to do? Like what, like life, are you trying to do more comedy or are you trying to go more this way or what's up? I mean, I'm trying to do both. Like whatever presents itself, uh, in a couple months, I'm going to do another movie with them called Cinematic Reality about uh, a guy who gets released from jail and he goes to this gas station and uh, these college kids are shooting a documentary or like, a, they're, like they're making a movie or something in this gas station. Okay. And in one of the scenes, they're holding up the gas station. And this guy comes in trying to be a hero, not knowing that it's fake. And he shoots the main kid is playing the robber. Oh man. Okay. So he, yeah. So I guess explain to him that it was fake and he freaks out because he doesn't want to go back to jail. So he holds everybody hostage. That's in the gas. Oh, so I, yeah. I, I like one it. Of the in that. Yeah. It sounds fun. Awesome. But, um, I haven't even seen the script for that yet, but with the same company, they're giving me a huge opportunity. Uh, like I said, like McKinsey Reynolds was my passion project, but I have one before that. It was a, a comedy I wrote back in 03 with a friend of mine called Reject Digest. Cool. And this one was like a f- full length feature film and um, they want to make it with me and they're going to let me direct it too. That's awesome, man. So yeah, that's next for that. Well, sweet dude. Well, I'll have, to, I'll have you back on when you guys, uh, when it's in the can and you're trying to promote it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. So, what's the name of this? Okay, so what's the name of this short film that you made? Just for I love Mackenzie Reynolds. Sorry, say it one more time. I love Mackenzie Reynolds. I love Mackenzie Reynolds. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, send me, send me the. I I think I have the link. So I'll put the. Is that cool? Yeah. Did you talk to them? If I put up the password and everything for it. I think it'd be cool for like a special engagement like this. Okay. But uh, just make it clear to people to not, uh, like, scare it, you know? Okay. Cool, cool. But if they listen to this and they got it from here, then, yeah, go ahead and watch it. But just don't share it and don't spread it. Because they're going to release it as a part of, like, a compilation of other shorts that they've done as well. Right, right. I mean, it's not really even my property anymore, but they get it. All right, right on, man. You got anything else you want to promote? Um... Free comedy night at the Village Tavern in Cincinnati. If uh, anybody's listening from that area, yeah, they a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah. Wait, when is that um, show? And those, uh, the next one was February first. Yeah, okay. uh, Keith Bergman headlining from Toledo. Oh, and, yeah, that's uh, funny. Uh, the show's been going very, very well, man. Like very well, and I'm really happy. Yeah, you've been and, doing uh, it for. I mean, you've been doing it over a year, have you? Yeah. Um, It'll be, yeah, it'll be, I think, 13 months this month or next month. Well, congrats, dude. That's awesome. Keep it up. Thanks. I appreciate it. You doing good out there? Huh? 
Are you doing good out there? Dude, I love it out here, man. I'm doing great. Excellent. I'll come visit you someday. Yeah, do it, man. I got an air mattress. Perf. Queen size, dude. <laughs> That's what's up. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, VA. Uh, I'll send this over to you on Monday. All right. Sounds good, man. Um, sorry it's so, like, central on this fucking movie, but, you know. No, dude. And uh, anytime you want to do this again, let me know. If you got another subject you want to talk about, uh, I love having guests on that are my friends, so. Yeah, sounds good. I have, I have some ideas that I was cooking up about. Cool. Talking about this sort of thing without talking about the actual movie, so. You know what I'm saying? I get you, dude. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, you have a good night. All right, you do the very soon. All right, peace, buddy. Thanks.